Welcome to Your Ink Story, a podcast exploring what humans have in common through the stories behind the body art folks wear. I'm your host, Andy Lyons, and I hope these ink-spirational short stories sharing the heart behind tattoos fascinate you and leave you feeling more meaningfully connected to humanity. This is Season 1, Episode 10, and our guest, Kale Liam Hobbs, reminds us that tattoos are more than just designs on skin. They are powerful expressions of who we are, our experiences, and our heritage. Kale shares his inspirational tattoos and a precious love story with his wife, Donna, who helped him through an empowering life transition. Welcome to your ink story, Kale. I'm so delighted you're here to share your ink stories. Where do you hail from? I'm currently in Edmonton, Alberta. Listeners, Kale, also known on Twitter as Sir Leprechaun Rabbit. You can find like-minded friends online who have the same interests that you do. And in your case, Kale, it's the genealogy and in just humanity. And I find that when we do trace our genealogy and we get into the, those conversations, that's when we find out, wow, we have so much more in common yeah. than we ever thought. And that's what I like doing it with the ink stories. I find that when we get to talk about why someone put that piece of art on the body, we tap into our humanity. We tap into things mm-hmm. that we all have in common, whether it's loss or triumph or tribute or yes. passions. Let's talk about your tattoo origin story because everybody has that first tattoo they got, whether it was when they were oh, yeah. in college years drinking with buddies it, yeah. <laughs> or they were in the military, but everyone has that first origin story. Very first what one. Was your- it was about the size of my thumb. It was a name on my shoulder. And shortly after it, it, it got put up, the relationship ended. So it was the name of the next flame. I got a hold of the the artist that did it and said, look, cover it up with something, a rose or something. So a cover up went on that arm. And the thing was, is I could look in the mirror and I could still see the name backwards, but I could still see the name. It's like, okay, I've got to fix this. So I just kept an arm, long sleeve shirt on and so on. Met my wife. She saw it and I go, what's this? And I said, a very bad cover up. I need to get it fixed. Went looking around to the different studios and came across one called At Needlepoint in Londonderry Mall in Edmonton. And it was not typical. Like most of the ones I saw, they had papers all over the walls of different designs they've made. And on the names of the books was the artist who did the drawings inside. And it's like, oh, wow, this is awesome. And I narrowed down my choices to two people. One was Catherine, who was out of my price range when I was starting. And the other one was Cheyenne, who's now in Calgary. I ended up putting down a $100 deposit. I saw Cheyenne later that day for about a half an hour to an hour. And she's, what do you want? And I showed her my arm. I says, I want this fixed. I want this and this and this and this and this and that. And she goes, okay, give me two weeks. And I went back two weeks and I got the rose with the Celtic cross and the, the uh, harp. So this is a cover up over a previous two. So that, that, that's the history on that one. I have to tell you, that is not easy to do. I mean, a cover up of a cover up. 
she extended and, the rose and yeah. the harp took up the uh, the stem and it blossomed from there technically oh my gosh and and so Kali, what was the significance of the rose i mean because yeah you had your origin with the name and you wanted to cover mm-hmm. it up by a rose but then you added the celtic harp what does all of that mean most tattoos have a, a significant meaning for the person that wears it. Mine kind of has a double meaning. The rose is my English heritage, but it also represents my mother who passed away a number of years ago. But at the time, it was to represent the bond she and I shared with gardening. The Celtic cross is basically my, my Irish heritage. And the harp is my love of music. I played instrumental music in high school. My father was a pianist. And he hated playing for the longest time. What he wanted to play was something called honky tonk. And the easiest way I can explain it is you take the lid, if you can, off the piano, find brass tacks and stick them on the end of the hammers. So when you hit the keys, it twang. It's very, very short, staccato, metallic, whatever you want to call it. But it's lively. I loved it. Is your wife very happy with the rose and the Oh, she likes cross? this one. She yes. likes them all. I've sent you the pictures ahead of time. The military mm-hmm. one on my right thigh, she's been, I, I, oh gosh, I don't know how long I've had it. I've had it for a while. And I can't remember the young lady that did it. She's moved on. She's in BC somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's still black and white. And she says, you got to color that. And for my 50th birthday, she was going to give me the money to go to the shop and have Catherine or Cheyenne do it. And no, 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 no. Uh, I don't know what color I want it. It and, is and really uh, the, the color choices. I think that is where one can get really stuck, right? How do you think you'll choose about which color to use? Well, I have seen one of those cobras before in real life. I was a little freaked out by it, but it didn't want me, thank goodness. And the thing that's interesting is the hood and going down the back of this the cobra it's black like a silvery black the mm-hmm. underside is like a silver if you remember the two circles with the with the loop it almost looks like right. two eyes looking at you it was blood red so those colors have stayed with me it's just i don't know if it can be transferred onto my leg properly because of the angle the snake is you're you're looking at it dead on so you're not going to see the back very much except where he's wrapped around the caddies folks be sure to hop on over to the instagram account for your ink story tell me your ink story to see kale's gorgeous gorgeous tattoo with the rose and, and the harp and the cross i mean it's it's gorgeous. There's so much detail to it. The strings and the harp, everything mm-hmm. around it. it yeah. It's just such a beautiful, Eight beautiful hours. tattoo. Eight hours we sat and, and we only took a break a couple of times. One sitting. I haven't been able to do anything quite like that since. <laughs> and did you use numbing? But, uh, I'm always asking the question because no. I'm no numbing cream. You just sat there no. and you went no. through no. it. No. And... I, I didn't feel much of it. No, so. Okay. Until she started getting too close to the elbow. And then it's like, okay, I have tremors. Can we stop for a minute? And then how about the cobra? Why did you choose that? She looked up a a hat badge for a medic. Okay. For the medical profession. It's usually two snakes looking at each other wrapped around, wrapped around the staff. Well, my leg wasn't thick enough for two snakes. So we've gone from just a little snake to a badass cobra. 
That's right. And he's got his mouth wide open. His teeth are showing. Okay, he means business. And I, I, I must have fought for like three, four months for this design in my head. And then I started scribbling it. And he has dog tags hanging out of his mouth. And if you look real careful on the one tag that is in full showing, it's got a little maple leaf on it. That's still not, not finalized. The wings aren't finalized either. The wings represent my jump wings. And I had to jump out of a perfectly good airplane, and I really didn't want to. Um, so are you saying you served in the military? At the time, Her Majesty's Royal Canadian Medical Corps. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for your service for you. your beautiful country of Canada. Listeners, you can see the dog tags. They're sort of swinging in the air as well. I'm excited, though, for the color of this. And I'm hoping that you'll send us, when you do figure that out, that you'll send us an update that we can add to the podcast notes because this is really beautiful. And then your other one is very heritage, I think, for your Irish background, yes? Mm -hmm. It's just the word Irish. The eyes are represented by triquatras. My youngest son liked it so much, he went and got an identical one, but instead of triquatras, he got shamrocks. Mine is on my left thigh. His is on his left calf, I believe. And it usually represents the three three principles of of love and marriage. Really? I do not know this. You have to say that word again for me because I'm not even getting the word. Triquatra? Okay, listeners, you know I'm going to be looking this up. I'm going to probably put a post on it. <laughs> oh, I wouldn't be surprised. But <laughs> Irish is an ambigram. If you print it out and look at it, it says Irish, of course. Now, take it and turn it upside down and tell me what you see. It says Irish. It's so awesome. It really does. <laughs> it's a beautiful green that you use. It has a, a depth to it that's wonderful. Yeah. And Cheyenne, who did my arm, also did the the Irish one. And she agreed with me. She said, you're going to do it in one color. I said, yeah, because the moment you turn it upside down, if it's a different, you're going to ruin it. And she goes, upside down? And she did what she did. She ran over to a table and she turned the picture. Oh, that is so cool. She went bananas. It was adorable. How often are your tattoos visible for others to see, Kale? The ones on my legs? Not very much unless I'm outdoors in shorts and it's extremely warm weather. And I'm usually not in when I'm like that. My arm, I have short sleeves at work. And the thing is, when the casino I work at is open, I have to wear a jacket, regardless of how warm or how cold it is. And with a jacket on, of course, you can't see anything. But before the casino opens, I'll show up uh, at my designated time. And they'll say, oh, hi, how are you? And I says, I'm okay. And then they start working. And then they turn and look and they, they see the bottom of the harp hanging out. And they went, I didn't know you had a tattoo. Do you have any more? And that gets into a cons- uh, conversation and work stops. And I went, no, 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 no. We'll talk later. Get it, get work done so we're not in trouble. But yeah, it, it amazed hard. quite a few that they didn't know I had three. And so you have found people to be curious and they want to know more and they're accepting of your body art. They're not looking at you and judging you. They're going, wow, look at that. My body art, they're quite accepting. What gives them pause is when they find out I'm a transgendered individual. Tell me more. I was born a girl. And when I had my surgery, I had to go through a lot of psychiatric evaluation and so on. And I remember something the 
psychiatrist told me before he signed off my papers to send them to Montreal so I could have my surgery. He said, going from a lady to a gent is rare. For every one of you that becomes a gent, there is over 40 gentlemen becoming ladies. And I didn't know the truth behind that until I went to the clinic in Montreal. I stayed there for six weeks because of all the invasive surgery and so on and the healing and the chance of rejection. And I was the only one they did for a month. And they would go through five, six ladies in a day. So I had a bunch of little sisters. Yeah. And you got to know them as they circled in and circled out and flowed in and flowed out. Meanwhile, you were there the whole month. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. First of all, Kale, I just want to say thank you for sharing that. It's so important. You are loved and cherished for who you be. And the fact that you wanted to be fully expressed, and that meant in the form of the male gender, and you were willing to go through what you did for that. I deeply admire your courage and I am honored that you shared that transition with me and with us. And did you meet your wife afterwards? No, I met her before. before. No, my second marriage was common law. So it just mm-hmm. dissolved. And my youngest two sons are from that relationship. It only lasted yeah. uh, not even seven years. My wife and I met on the net long before I had Leprechaun Rabbit. I had painted into a corner, corner spelled with a K. And I posted my poetry and she came across it and she fell in love with it. And she wrote and she goes, can we be pen pals? And I responded in little rhyme. And it took me about a good hour to put it through. And I sent it off and I went to get my kids ready for school. And my computer is going ping within 10 minutes. And we started corresponding. And yeah, that's how we met there. After three months, I sent her money to fly her out to Ontario and she met my side of the family and you know this is wonderful she she met my she met my sons she brought them little teddy bears in their favorite colors and she stayed with us for two weeks and before she got on the plane to head back I proposed to her and she was in tears and so was I and crying my eyes out going back to the car dragging my kids I said okay everybody in one two three one two three was missing. My youngest son went missing. Uh, How could we lose him? Like, okay, we got to go back in. So we go back in. I talked to security and I had a picture of what he looked like and so on. And he's got his little backpack with him. Well, I didn't know until we found him. He had his little teddy bear, paws and head sticking out of the back of his back. He was following my wife through security and all that, about a good 10 feet. And nobody paid it any mind thinking, oh, he's with his mother, right? And all was fine until they took his backpack away. Four years old, not quite five. You want to take away their backpack, their teddy bear and whatever other treasure in that bag? I'm hearing it right now. What's going to happen, mom, right? Let loose the most blood-curdling whale, every woman that has kids, grandmas and so on, they're going to spin and go, okay, what did you do to the kid? Donna was held until I got there. They were going to charge her with kidnapping. It's like, oh, no, 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 we're fine, we're fine, we're fine. You know, she's my fiance. It's just, he wants to go with her. So, No, uh, that's a a beautiful love story. Oh, oh, it's a cute one. That really is. And your boys are still in your life. My oldest has a seven-year-old son of his own. He'll be 32 
just before Christmas. Number two son, who has a similar tattoo to my military one with the caption, proud son of an army medic. He just turned 30 in July and my youngest is um, 27. And he has a four-month-old son. Oh my gosh, you had it right in a row, practically. Mm-hmm. Oh, that is yeah. wonderful. And they well, had your transition fine. Yeah. Oh, they, they had no problem adjusting. You know. yeah. uh, before I adjusted, I was mom and dad. Yeah. You know. So when you put this ink on your body, it represents so much for you. Yes. And yeah. especially the Irish an- anagram and also honoring your medic experience. Mm-hmm. what that meant to you, yeah. all of it comes together. And these are all topics that can be shared across generations, across mm-hmm. languages, races. I am so happy that you, first of all, gave a great shout out to Cheyenne, right? Cheyenne Marie Cott Tattooer. Coyote Rose Tattoo in Calgary, Alberta. Folks, we're going to have all her details in the show notes. Facebook and Instagram. And how to connect with her on both Facebook and Instagram. We'll tag her on the post when we share uh, Kale's wonderful tattoo reel. And I'm so excited about all the wonderful things that have happened to you in your life and the you. and the transitions that you have walked through and the love that you have with Donna. I think that is extraordinary. And listeners, be sure to hop on wherever you're tuning in and let us know what you think of this wonderful conversation and Kale's Ink Stories. You can hop in the comments right here on the website or wherever you're tuning in. Or come on over to Instagram and join the conversation there. So, Kali, you've had a wonderful experience with your tattoos, but so often people judge folks with tattoos. They have bias against tattoos. What would you like to see change about the perception Um, of tattoos? When growing up, Catholic grandparents on my dad's side, Protestant Irish on my mom's, although the, the four of them couldn't get along together, they shared the same, I'll say the same rules. Girls don't have tattoos. Boys do not have earrings. You do not need body piercing and all this other junk. So growing up, it's like, oh, I'm going to tick off everybody. But by the time I decided to have one, they were all gone. Everyone had passed away. The opinions I saw was everyone, if you had a tattoo, depending on what it was, most of them were prison tattoos and they usually one or two colors. They look like a ruffian or a bad girl or whatever the case may be. But now I'm 60. And I'm seeing people half my age with beautiful pieces of art, okay, girls and boys. The way I look at it is most of them now are memorials. All mine are memories. My wife has a beautiful calf one, and it is a tribute to all five of our children in their birth flowers. And then little vines branch off, and smaller versions of those flowers are the birth month of the grandchildren. She's three behind. She'll get I'd around like to, to see. probably retired I'd like years. to see a picture of Donna's calf tattoo. Can you send that to me? I want to include I'll it. I'll send you her back one too. It's exquisite. Usually when we're walking about and it's, and she's in her halter top, of course, and we'll go shopping or we'll stop in for coffee at a Timmy's or something. And most of the shoulder and the sleeve are showing and everyone goes, oh my goodness, it's beautiful. And then she's, you know, has to, 
lift up her skirt a little bit past the knee to show off the flowers. And then she has to go and, you know, lift up the other side and show off the other one. And I'm just sitting back going, okay. But yeah, oh, she's very proud of hers. All of hers have a meaning. And uh, there's only one that she has hidden, and that is a Celtic heart. And that represents me. Thank you so much for sharing your beautiful ink stories with us, Kale. I'm so grateful for your inspirational insights about the art of tattoos and the heart behind your tattoos. You have helped us connect more deeply with each other and in a more meaningful way. Thank you for joining me on the podcast. Thank you for having me, Andy. Thank you for listening to this episode of Your Ink Story. Please rate and review this podcast wherever you are tuning in. And if this episode inspired you, please share it so we can all feel more connected through our common humanity and lived experiences. If you or someone you know would like to share a meaningful ink story on the podcast, please send me an email, andy at yourinkstory.com, along with a brief description. Feel free to share your thoughts about this episode via a voicemail message by visiting yourinkstory.com. And when you get to the website, just tap the podcast mic icon located in the lower right-hand corner of the screen and leave your message. Until next time, I'm wishing you a delicious day everywhere you glow. Cheers.